hey, did you think this through? Like wife's pregnant with the first child, you quit your job, you're not really sure what you're gonna do next. And like, what's your plan here? And I was like, oh crap, you know, did I make a, a huge mistake here? And, and so for the next several months, trying to like figure out what I wanted to do and figure out how to build a speaking business like was really, really daunting. And it was really, really stressful. And a lot of going like, maybe I did make a huge mistake, but um, it ended up, I look back and I'm like, that was some of the, like the, one of the best seasons of life. Um, because uh, I, I think that for people that are watching or listening, they're like, oh, I'd love to be a speaker, but you know, the timing's not right. Um, and I, we hear that a lot. The reality is like the timing's never gonna be perfect. And I, I don't advise or recommend that you, you know, on Friday you quit your job and on Monday, like you're a full-time speaker. Like it just doesn't work like that. Like the reality is like, it takes a little while to build up a successful speaking business, but you can absolutely do it. There's a lot. The Fearless and Successful Podcast is hosted by your Hype Girl D and it's designed for change makers just like you. As an activator of human potential and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to show you that you can be, do, and have anything you desire. I love all things money, mindset, and manifestation. I am so excited to share my personal hacks to help you activate your infinite potential. And I also will be sharing fearless stories from leaders around the world who design life and business on their own terms. Remember, if we can do it, so can you. Fearless soul, if you're ready to dream big and make impact, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people. We are going to Nashville. <laughs> and I have Grant Baldwin with me today. So, so, so great to have you here. Welcome. Thank you so much. Looking forward to, uh, to chatting with you today. So exciting because I think like we are getting into this um, new opportunity world where where people are getting out there again and you know you from as a founder of the speaker lab i think you you will have some really really great tips how to go about it and how to um, share your message with the world um but first i want to know how did you find your message and how did you got to be where you are today yeah, good question. So if we go back in time, um, when I was in high school, I was really involved in my local church and my youth pastor had a big impact in my life. And uh, so I was kind of like, I want to do that. Like that seems like a really cool, rewarding profession. I kind of felt like if I could make the kind of difference and impact in other people's lives that he had made in my life, that seemed really rewarding. And so that was kind of the path I was on. I went to uh, Bible college um, and I, then I worked at a church for a little while as a youth pastor and uh, parts of it I liked, parts of it I didn't like. But one thing I really enjoyed and I felt like I was decent at was speaking. And speaking was one of those things I was able to do on a regular basis with students and sometimes on the weekend uh, in big church. And just uh, speaking was one of those things I, I really enjoyed, wanted to do more of, wanted to potentially even make a career of, but I just wasn't really sure, like, how does it work? You know, like, how do you find gigs and how do you get started? And what do you speak about and who hires speakers? And how does this, how does the whole mysterious speaking industry play out? And so uh, I found myself at the time, this was uh, 17, 18 years ago or so. I was emailing other speakers, harassing other speakers, stalking other speakers, just like, can I pick your brain, trying to learn anything I possibly could. 
and learned a couple of things and started booking some gigs and more gigs and more gigs. And eventually got to a point where I was doing about 60 or 70 gigs a year, uh, paid gigs. And uh, I loved it. I was, I was really enjoying it. Um, but I had a lot of people who were then asking me like, Hey, I want to do that. I want to be a speaker. How would I go about doing that? And they had a lot of the same questions that I had. How do you find gigs? And what do you speak about? How do you get started? How much do you charge? How does it work? And so uh, at that point, probably seven years ago or so is when I uh, started a, a training company called The Speaker Lab. And so we're a training and coaching company, basically teaching the business of speaking. How do you find and book paid speaking engagements? And so we've worked with thousands of speakers all over the world um, in uh, 49 different countries uh, around the world, every U.S. state and all different subjects, topics, ages, stages of life, uh, and ultimately helping people understand how to make an income and an impact with their message. Yeah. So guys, if you are ready to make some income and impact through your message, like, yeah, you're in the right place. And tell me, like, what do you feel like? I always, yeah, of course. Uh, what do you price yourself? I think that's the number one question. But also, I think it's this, um, we always have this question, the fear of, of getting hurt or, or fear of public speaking, or how right. do you, how did you get about it? And what would be your tips to, to our listeners? Yeah, so I think oftentimes we we assume that any of those nerves, those butterflies, those anxiousness that you feel is like a negative thing. And I think oftentimes actually it can be a positive thing. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is I think sometimes we confuse nervousness with excitement and adrenaline. And so you think about like, key moments in life, like big moments in life where something has happened and it has, and you've kind of felt some of those similar butterflies, right? So let's say you're getting ready to take a big test or you had a big job interview, or I think about like, for me, whenever I, uh, whenever I proposed to my wife or when I got married or when my kids were born, you know, like some of those like big moments, you feel some of that same feeling. And it's not a feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. It's going to go horribly wrong, but it's just kind of the adrenaline and the excitement of the moment. And so I think if, if, if anything, when the when you have some of those feelings, it's kind of the body's way of telling you like, hey, like heads up, this is a big deal, like pay attention here, right? And so what do you do to make sure that that doesn't become like debilitating and, and that that you make sure that it's not going to impact you and it, and it doesn't just crush you? And so I think one of the best things you can do is really spend a lot of time practicing and preparing. So spend the time. So when you, you show up, you have a little bit more confidence, right? And so I'll give you an example. Um, I have been, this is very recent, but uh, for the past like eight months or so, I have been um, taking flying lessons. I've always thought it'd be cool to get my pilot's license. I don't really have any practical need for it other than I just, I thought it'd be kind of cool and kind of a bucket list type thing. And so, uh, so I had worked for months and months and months on my pilot's license. Well, um, uh, a little less than two weeks ago is when I had basically my final, final exam and you, you're with an examiner and you have to, they do, first of all, an oral test for a couple of hours where they're asking you all types of questions and you just got to know your stuff. And then you get in the plane and they need, you get to demonstrate a bunch of different takeoffs and landings and maneuvers. And it's very stressful. Right. And so you're going into a situation where, you know, like, okay, I got to be on, I got to perform. I feel nervous. I feel anxious. I feel adrenaline. I feel all those same things, right. Similar to speaking. And so what do I need to do? One of the best things I can do is really spend the time to prepare. And so going over my notes of studying, of practicing time and time and time again. So that morning that I showed up, I still felt some of the excitement, but I also, there was a level of confidence. Like I've put in the work, like I'm, I'm ready for this. And so the same thing is true for speakers. I think there's kind of this misconception that 
the best speakers on the world that they uh, they're just naturally charismatic, they're naturally gifted, and they just hop up on stage and they wing it, and it all just works out. And it just doesn't work like that. Like they really spend a lot of time behind the scenes, practicing, preparing, you know, scribbling out every single thing that they want to do. So by the time they come up, it may look like they're just making it up. It may look like they're just um, uh, speaking off the cuff. But the reality is, is like there's so much practice and preparation that went in behind the scenes. You know, if you think about like amazing um, uh, musicians or artists or bands or athletes, and you look at them, you're like, oh, they're so good at what they do. And yeah, they may have some natural ability or talent, but they also spend so much time practicing and preparing behind the scenes. And so what can any speaker do to minimize some of those nerves is really spend the time to prepare so you show up with with more confidence yeah i love that i think like with consistency you really get that clarity and what you're good and how to deliver the thing and then you get the confidence to to go out and, and smash it um i love that you actually put the the excitement and and fear like into like this um i think amy cuddy talks about this um how this is the same level of 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 um emotions it's the same mm -hmm. physiolo physiology physiology <laughs> so yeah. i i love that i love that um and when it comes to like uh fear of putting yourself out there in terms of your value your worth like when mm -hmm. you are out there and you want to like um say hey this is what what i offer how do you go about that yeah in terms of, of coming up with your speaking fee yes okay so this is a, a great question um and it's one of the, the questions uh, uh speakers struggle with the most because there's a lot of variables and factors that go into this and so i'll give you a couple answers here the first answer is it depends right which is a horrible answer that's not helpful <laughs> at all um, but there are a lot of factors that go into it. So let me give you a couple of them. One is going to be your industry. You can charge more in some industries versus others. You can charge more for speaking to corporations versus nonprofits. You can charge more speaking to colleges versus elementary schools. It's not that one's better or worse than the other, but each um, each industry is going to have kind of different fee levels that they are used to paying and that they're comfortable paying. Okay. So that's a factor. Another factor is going to be your marketing assets. So specifically like your website, your demo video, those things matter. Like whether we like it or not, people uh, judge books by their covers. And so you want to make sure that your stuff looks sharp. It looks professional because when an event planner or decision maker is considering hiring you, they're not doing that in isolation. They're not doing that in a bubble. What they're oftentimes doing is they're looking at you and two or three or four other speakers that they're considering hiring for their event. And so when they're looking at you and everybody else's stuff, you just want to make sure that your stuff looks sharp and it looks professional. That doesn't mean that you need to have spent tens of thousands of dollars on it, but you need to make sure that it looks good. Uh, another factor and variable is going to be your experience. If you're a brand new speaker just getting started, uh, you're probably not as good of a speaker speaker, someone who has been doing this for 10 or 20 years and is frankly just a better speaker than you are, right? So your experience is going to be a variable and factor there. So again, there's a lot of different things that may go into that. The shortcut answer is uh, we put together a free speaking fee calculator called myspeakerfee.com. Myspeakerfee.com. It's totally free. Uh, you go there, you answer 10 or 12 questions. It's all multiple choice questions. It factors in whether you're doing something in person versus virtual. Uh, and then it'll spit out a number of what you should be charging as a speaker. So definitely check that out. It's the shortcut answer. Uh, go to myspeakerfee.com. Oh, super helpful. Um, and I want to know because I, I'm really, really intrigued by the speaker lab. And tell me like people who are wondering, so... 
where do I go to to find speaking gigs? Um, now we know like how to kind of price ourselves, but when it, in terms of the speaker lab, what can they expect and what it is that you guys can help them with? Yeah. So let me give you a couple answers. One, let me kind of just walk through if it's okay, what um, the, we call the speaker success roadmap. This is basically the high level overview, the, the framework that we teach in terms of like, how do you get started? Right? So whether for a lot of people who may be watching or listening, maybe you've done a couple of gigs before, maybe you've done something for a friend, you've done something through word of mouth. Um, maybe you've been paid a time or two and you want to do more of it, but you're just like, I, I just don't know. What do I do now? Right. And how do I do more of this? How do you go from doing one or two things randomly kind of waiting around for things to fall in your lap to getting to a point where maybe you're doing a dozen gigs or 50 gigs or hundred gigs or however many you want to do. Right. And so uh, what we teach is the, again, the speaker success roadmap. So it makes the acronym speak S P E A K. So again, we'll walk through this real quick here. The S is select a problem to solve, select a problem to solve. And so this comes down to two key questions you, you got to answer and get clear on. Number one is who do you speak to? And number two is what problem do you solve for that audience? So who do you speak to and what problem do you solve? Now, this is not exclusive to just speakers. This is true for any entrepreneur in any type of business endeavor, right? So the problem and mistake that a lot of speakers make here is we, we want to spread the net as far and wide as possible. And so who do I speak to? I don't know. I speak to humans. I speak to people. My message is for everybody. And that just doesn't work. Uh, and the same thing is true with what, what do you speak about? What problem do you solve? And sometimes speakers will say like, well, what do you want me to speak about? I can speak about anything. Again, we do not recommend that, would not advise that. And so a, a way to think about this is you want to be the steakhouse and not the buffet, the steakhouse and not the buffet. Meaning if you're looking for a good steak, like you have a choice, you could go to a buffet where steak is one of a hundred things that they offer and they're all mediocre, or you could go to a steakhouse where they do one thing, but they do that one thing really, really, really really well, right? So they don't do uh, spaghetti. They don't do sushi. They don't do tacos. They don't do lasagna. They do steak and that's it. And same thing is true for a speaker. You want to solve one specific problem for one specific audience versus trying to be all things for all people. So that's the S, select a problem to solve. If you get that part right, then everything else we're going to talk about becomes so much simpler. So next part of the process, P, is to prepare your talk. Prepare your talk. Be really, really clear about what is the solution that you are providing to the problem that you identified in step one. One. Now, when we talk about um, preparing your talk, this means being clear on, are you doing keynotes or workshops or breakouts or seminars? Are you doing in-person or are you doing virtual? How is the, what's the best way to provide this solution? Next part of the process is E, establish yourself as the expert. So two key marketing assets that you need, we talked, we touched on earlier is your website and your demo video. So oftentimes people are like, okay, I get what a website is, but a demo video, what exactly is that? So I want you to think of a demo video kind of similar to a movie trailer. So before any one of us would go see a movie, we want to watch the trailer. And what exactly is that? Basically, they're going to take a, a two-hour movie. They boil it down to two or three minutes. And within those two or three minutes, you have an idea of what's the plot, what's the theme, what's the genre, what's it about. And the goal of the, of the movie trailer and the goal of the demo video is to make you want to see more. So for an event planner who's considering hiring you, they don't need to watch a, you know, a, a full hour video of your talk to determine whether or not you're a good fit. Like in the same way that like there's no such thing as a movie trailer that's 20 minutes. Nobody's going to watch that. Like you have a pretty good idea real quick whether or not it's a fit. Maybe it's a great movie. It's just not what you're looking for. So for an event planner, especially if they're going to pay you, oftentimes they want to see some, some clips there just to kind of get an idea of how you are as a speaker. So that's the E. 
The A is acquire paid speaking gigs, acquire paid speaking gigs. Now, obviously this is the part we want to fast forward to like, man, just tell me how to book gigs, right? But if you don't have these other foundational pieces in place first, it becomes really difficult to be able to book gigs. So when we talk about booking gigs, this is where we want to be much more proactive than reactive. Meaning sometimes speakers will say, okay, I got my website, I got my video. And now I just sit back and I wait for the phone to ring. And that just does not work. Like you got to be much more proactive in identifying events that you would be a good fit for reaching out, starting conversations and following up. This is super, super important. And where a lot of speakers drop the ball is sometimes we'll, we'll reach out to a contact and say, Hey, if you ever need a speaker, I hope you think of me. Like they're not going to. So reaching out, following up, and that's a big part of what we teach at the Speaker Lab. And then the last part of the process, K, is know when to scale. Know when to scale. Meaning, uh, if you're interested in speaking, you're probably also interested in writing a book or doing a podcast or or doing a course or doing coaching or doing consulting. And so you, you can do all the things, but you can't do all the things at once. So something's going to come first, something's going to come last. You got to be really clear about how speaking fits into the mix of what it is that you are trying to offer. So again, that's kind of the high level overview, the speak framework uh, that we teach at the Speaker Lab. And so uh, the how we actually do that is we we that exact framework we go through with students um, in group programs um, and one-on-one programs and help coaching them, help them get clear on who they speak to, what problem they solve. We create their website, their demo video for them so that they don't have to do that. We find speaking leads specifically for them. We give email scripts and templates. Uh, so all the resources that a speaker could possibly need to build momentum and get going, that that's what we provide at the Speaker Lab. Wow, I'm like blown away. This is so, so good. And yeah, we, we can just finish here because you gave us like the whole roadmap. And I feel like, wow, wow, wow. Um, even myself, I, I, I spoke on, on stages like Mind Valley, and, you know, I, I consider mm -hmm. myself an international speaker. I was like, yeah, wow, like these things are, are cool, like so, so good. Um, and if people like really like are interested, where do they go and just to find out more about the Speaker Lab? Yeah, everything we do is over at thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We've got a, a podcast by the same name, the Speaker Lab podcast. We've got over 440 episodes, I believe, uh, over there. So a lot of content there. Uh, also have a book called The Successful Speaker, uh, Five Steps for Booking Gigs, Getting Paid and Building Your Platform. So when we talk about um, uh, that five-step process speak, the book really breaks that down uh, a lot more in depth there and, and lays out uh, everything about how to, how to find and book gigs and build a speaking business. Amazing. So people like just want to start slow with the book, they can get the book and we're going to put mm -hmm. the links in the show notes. Um, also check the podcast because we love, 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 love really spotlighting like amazing people who are also podcasters. Um, and then if you're ready to take uh, the next step, like check the, the speaker lab.com. Um, I just need to ask, like it's, it's for you, it seems like, wow, I got this. It's like, did you always had this like confidence of of speaking was this like something that I know that you said like you know we prepare and we are like consistency but it it feels so natural is this something that um feels natural to you or do, do you still get into this like oh it's still like sometimes hard yeah, that's a great question. The um, I think both. Like, I think the the more you do anything, the more comfortable and confident you feel. You know, so I've I've given hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of speeches and presentations and and a lot of podcast interviews. And so there's a, a level of comfortness, right? 
Um, and so that, that, that certainly helps, but I think it's also important to note that any speaker, podcaster, entrepreneur, author, anybody that you look up to, you admire, you respect, like everybody starts from zero. So there was a time when someone did zero gigs and then they did their first gig. Everybody, everybody, myself included, where there's a time where they had done zero interviews and then they did their first interview. And so sometimes it's dangerous to compare, you know, um, where, where you are to where anybody else is it's like, oh, they're, you know, they're a better speaker or they're better, whatever. And I can never be, you know, that good. It's like, well, they started at zero too. And so the way that you become a better speaker is you speak. And the way that you become a better writer is you write. The way that you become better at playing a, a musical instrument is you play the instrument, right? And you have to, you have to put in the work, you have to put in the reps. So some of it is, yeah, some of it may be some, for some speakers, there, there's a level of, of, of confidence, but also I think with just practice and reps, that confidence grows and builds uh, because you, you've done it before and you've been there. Yeah, so important. I, I actually, I love that that you mentioned, like not comparing ourselves to other people. Like you compare yourself to to you, and that's the only thing that matters. I'm putting mm -hmm. the work. I think, yeah, that's so so important. Um, yeah, I want to wrap this up with the question that we ask all our guests, and it's basically, um, when did you have a moment where you felt shit scared and you did it anyway and now when you look back it's like yeah i'm so glad that i did it yeah i'll give you a big moment um that kind of kicked off my, my speaking career so um when i was a youth pastor my wife was pregnant uh, about four months five months pregnant with our first child and like I mentioned before, uh, this role that I had as a youth pastor, parts of it I liked, parts of it I didn't like, but ultimately decided uh, I wanted to leave that role and pursue speaking. And um, uh, so I left that, um, decided to start you know, pursuing speaking. Um, wife was five months pregnant or so. And so I had a lot of like well-meaning, well-intentioned people, family members, loved ones that were just like, hey, did you think this through? Like wife's pregnant with the first child, you quit your job, you're not really sure what you're going to do next. And like, what's your plan here? And I was like, Oh, crap, you know, did I make a, a huge mistake here? And, and so for the next several months, trying to like figure out what I wanted to do and figure out how to build a speaking business, like was really, really daunting. And it was really, really stressful. And a lot of going like, maybe I did make a huge mistake. But um, it ended up I look back and I'm like, that was some of the like the one of the best seasons of life. Um, because, uh, I, I think that for people that are watching or listening, they're like, oh, I'd love to be a speaker, but you know, the timing's not right. Um, and I, we hear that a lot. The reality is like the timing's never going to be perfect. And I, I don't advise or recommend that you, you know, on Friday you quit your job and on Monday, like you're a full-time speaker. Like it just doesn't work like that. Like the reality is like, it takes a little while to build up a successful speaking business, but you can absolutely do it. There's a lot of people that have done a lot of people we've worked with. Um, there's a speaker we work with now. He, um, he took our program in, let me think here, it was 2018, about five, six years ago or so. And within two years had quit his job. And this year we'll make really, really close to uh, seven figures, real close to a million dollars. Uh, and it's because, not because he's anything special or we're anything special, but like he's done the work. And so I think that one of the big differences between the, the speakers that make it and the speakers that don't are speakers that really take it seriously. And so it's kind of like, um, like one thing I always remind speakers of is it's simple, but it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Meaning if you wanted to, if you wanted to lose 10 pounds, what do you need to do? Well, I, I'm no health expert, but I know you need to 
pay attention to what you eat and you need to exercise. Like that's it. It's really simple. Well, just pay attention to what you eat and exercise. Great. You know, just do that. Sounds simple, but it's still like, it's, it's, or it sounds easy, but it's like really difficult. Like it's a lot of work. Right. And the same thing is true with speaking. Oh yeah. Just follow the speak framework. Just do that. Like, yeah, do that. But like, it's still a lot of work. Um, but the, the speakers that treat it like a business and treat it like a professional, and I'm not just going to kick the tires, but I'm going to actually do the work. Like those are the speakers that, that ultimately find success wow yeah commitment i i love that um when was the when was that um did you said seven years ago you started the speaker lab uh the yeah the speaker lab started about uh seven years ago and the company when you quit your your job or everything that started was that seven years ago uh nope so that was um uh that was about 17 years ago or so um yep yep Okay, cool. So after like, so being an entrepreneur now for 17 years and mm -hmm. three daughters later, like yep. what is exciting for you? Like what is exciting and what, uh, what is like in terms of, of the next level in your business? What, how does that look like? Yeah. So, uh, several years ago, I, when I was speaking full-time, I was doing 60, 70 gigs a year. Um, and I was meeting with a, a friend of mine, a kind of mentor guy. And, and he, he gave me a really good piece of advice. I kind of felt like just stuck. I kind of felt a little burnt out on speaking and I wasn't really sure what to do next. And he told me that you want to regularly find things where the challenge exceeds the skill set, where the challenge exceeds the skill set. Meaning, when uh, when I first started speaking, uh, the challenge exceeds the skill set, right? I feel like I'm over my head. Um, but what happens is over time is it flips and the skill set exceeds the challenge, meaning like I could go stand on a stage in front of a thousand people and do a great job, but just kind of be on autopilot. And so you have to regularly find put yourself in situations where the challenge exceeds the skill set, where you're in over your head, but in a, in a healthy way. It's like, oh man, that's a big mountain, but uh, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's do it. And so I kind of felt like, I feel like that with the speaker lab, like the company has grown significantly. We've got about 35 team members, almost 40 team members. Now, um, we are a completely virtual company. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of challenges and opportunities that come up on a, on a daily basis within, within the company. And so it's, um, it's a lot of fun. I really genuinely enjoy it. I enjoy helping other speakers, um, who are, you know, where I was many years ago going like, man, I think I can do this. I just wish someone would just, just tell me how to do it and tell me what to do and tell me what steps to take. Uh, and so helping speakers to make that impact, make that income with their messages is incredibly fulfilling and rewarding. Oh, I could feel that like such a great mission. And, and I love, love, love that. I love everything that you shared and so much great tips. Uh, and if people are like really excited to just connect with you, what is your number one go to social media where they can say hi and just say like, I love this podcast. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, there's, I don't do a ton on social media. Um, but, uh, let's see, probably LinkedIn, you can catch me there. Um, and so send, yeah, send me a DM there. I check DM, I check DMS wherever. So, um, sometimes on Instagram, but I'm not on social media a ton. The simplest thing, honestly, is just shoot me an email if you want. Um, my email is grant at the speakerlab.com. And so, uh, I'm, I'm happy to help or point you in the right direction there. Awesome. So email or LinkedIn, you guys, you can go and, and check out all the good stuff that Grant is putting out there for you to be a successful speaker and to get booked and, and you know, really like make an impact and income. Um, I think we, yeah, we, we nailed it. Is there anything that I forgot to ask you? You're like, D, like, I want to share this. 
no, I, I mean, I think we covered a, we covered a lot there. I, I think that the people who are listening, who are going like, I, I've always wanted to do this. I've always been intrigued by this. I think this would be cool. Like what, like, what are you waiting on? You know, I, I think again, we touched on kind of the timing thing of people always thinking like, oh, I'm going to wait, you know, when's the best time to get married? When's the best time to have kids? When's the best time to move? When's the best time to start a business? Like there's no perfect time. You know, um, when I decided to pursue, uh, that, that speaking dream years ago and my wife is pregnant and I quit my job, like it was not the perfect perfect time at all but um uh, we made it work and so stop waiting for this perfect moment or when all the stars are going to align like it's, it's it's not going to happen so uh take the next logical step and moving towards the the dream the life that you want to have uh do that and it, it it's totally worth the journey beautiful beautiful this is the message you guys um thank you so much grant and um yeah We'll speak soon and you guys have fun and don't forget to be awesome. Ciao. <laughs> My fearless soul. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the time to listen to this episode. I appreciate you and I'm so excited to hear from you. If you haven't yet, please go to kite.link slash forward insider and leave a review extra points if you screenshot this episode and post it on your IG stories and tag me at Diana Logoli and tell me what's your big takeaway. With that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of D. I love you and I'm so, so grateful for you. Till infinity. Mwah.